Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everyone. This is On the Line. It's Tuesday, September 6th, and I'm Corey Mall here with Olivia Ekbenet and Ashley Kitchens. We're ready for another show. We're, we're excited. Uh, today's show will include an interview with a top Utah athlete, a breakdown of the weekend, including a look in on how Texas, the big state, is doing, plus thoughts on other athletes uh, with something to prove, three big highlights, and insight into the Liberty Bell Invitational and PTXC 13. Uh, this week on Mile Split, we have the end of the Mile Split 50 rankings, which I'm sure Olivia and Ashley and myself, we're all ready for. <laughs> <laughs> the preseason is over. Uh, and plus, we'll have a few sit-down interviews on the site and, and a couple features to look out for. So go to milesplit.com this weekend. But first, we're going to start with our interview, and we're going to welcome in Taysen Echohawk of Orem High School in Utah. Taysen's coming off a win at the Tabinegos Invitational this weekend, and he's returning All-American in cross-country where he's 12th last year at the Running Lane Cross-Country Championships. This outdoor track season, he ran 408 for 1,600 meters, won a Utah State title at 3,200 meters and 912. And this sexy season, he's already killing it, but he's expected to be sort of Utah State contender and and really could be beyond that too. So, Taysen, thanks for being with us today. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we, we are fantastic. Glad you're on the show. Uh, let's start first with your, your first race of the season. Well, actually, your, your most recent race of the season, Tim Diego's. Um, really good win there. Can you kind of talk about the win uh, over the weekend and sort of what went into it, uh, what it meant to win? Yeah, so we had a – it was a pretty solid training week. We had a very hard workout at the beginning of, um, of the week, and it's been, you know, our coach is a great coach. So we've been working hard and putting everything we in, in that we needed to. And then for this race coming into it, I knew it was going to be me and Liam back and forth, just like it's going to be all season. I'm excited for that. Um, but I knew the first two miles it would be pretty chill. And then the last mile he would try and go like he usually does and just stay on him and hopefully outkick him, push him at the end, you know, just, you know, want it more. But, um, it definitely meant a lot to get another win. Hopefully, just keep bringing them in the rest of the season. I love that, Tayson. And I know, as you mentioned, you and Liam have just been going at it literally three weeks in a row, which is quite impressive. How does it feel to have a competitor like Liam in that state to kind of push you to, you know, going after big things? Yeah, it's definitely something very important because, I mean, having a like a relationship with him as well, like outside of running, like, we've you know we hang out we go to concerts we do fun stuff together 
So having like a, a rivalry where you guys can be close together, it just brings the best out of both of us and makes us push even harder. So it's definitely something that benefits us in both, you know, benefits us both. So, so wait, I'll butt in right here. It, the, no <laughs> rivalry between you and Liam then. No rivalry. Friendly? Friendship? Yeah, just a friendly, friendly rivalry. That's awesome. Yeah. Over the last yeah. week, Corey, Ashley, and myself, we've been talking about how dominant Utah has been, especially when it comes to cross country and the distance, distance events. You guys produce some really top talent um, in that state. So individually, specific, specifically thinking of yourself, how do you think you separate from the rest of the strong competitors out in Utah? Um, I would probably say my cake is something that I hold that I feel is a strong power of mine in running because I know I can outkick almost every runner as long as I stay within a couple feet of them. So I feel like my cake is probably what separates me in Utah. Now, I know you mentioned, you know, you got cool kick there, but also, you know, competing in such a very competitive state like it is in Utah what's you know your mentality like you know do you have that gamer mentality are you like really calm cool and collected you know mentally what's going on you know what helps you prepare for those com you know competitive races yeah I definitely try to stay as calm as possible like I usually don't even at nighttime I'll, I'll usually think about my race for a little bit but I'll never actually start thinking about my race until I'm going to warm up so I try and keep it super mellow and calm and yeah calm and collected but for utah running i mean it's all over the place so we definitely like have different variety of courses so my main goal is just consistency this year and hoping to win as much as i can now i have to say i've been looking through you know some old race videos and photos of you and i've noticed it seems that basically in every photo i can find of you you are wearing this like white headband when you race and i'm just really curious like is that like you know kind of a superstition that you have is that your lucky headband like tell me more about that yeah so my freshman year i had a, an amazing group of teammates that were all um they graduated my sophomore year so one of my best friends on the team his name was Jaden holdsworth and he always raced in headband so eventually i took on to that trait and my sophomore year i started wearing it for cross country and then up until last track season is when I actually ditched the headband. But it was definitely my, I don't know, it was kind of like a trademark to him in a sense. Like it was, it was, it was a peace of mind for a little bit, but I realized, you know, I got to start taking stuff off and stay cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know we get swag every year for miles, but one of our requests this year is like a miles, but headband. So if we get one, we're going to send it your way and maybe you can rock it. How about that? Oh yeah, for sure. No. Sorry, my uh, mic went out for a second. All right, um, Tayson, so you talked about courses in Utah. There's a lot of variety. Um, what's your favorite course? Oh, I love Sugar House Park. Um, it, it was our old state course. I've never actually raced on it for state, but we had Border Wars on it last year. And it's definitely a great course because there's a lot of variety in it. In it. You got hills, you got flat, you've it also used to finish on a track, which I thought was really cool. But that course is probably one of my favorites just because you get a lot of variety and you can still run a great time on it. And that's state, state, correct? State course? Yeah, that is, that's where state used to be, but they've switched okay. it the last two or three years. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, Utah in general, Olivia touched on it already, but it's, it's an incredibly deep state. 
uh, a lot of great mm-hmm. athletes. Every year, somebody new kind of comes up. You've been on the mark for a couple of years now. Um, win- winning's really hard uh, in Utah specifically. Um, last year, you were runner-up, um, but you know, obviously, you're the top returner in your class. For you, what's the expectation that maybe you put on yourself, or what are maybe maybe a long-term goal this year that you want to achieve? Um. My long-term goal is definitely, I mean, obviously I, I want to get a cross-country state title. I've been so close. So I, that's definitely my main goal to focus on this season. But um, I definitely, so I've got Woodbridge coming up soon, which was going to be a fun race. And I definitely want to take it to those young twins and show them that, you know, Utah's got great runners too. Um, and then obviously nationals, still trying to figure out where we're going to go there. But um that's the main goal is get out nationals and contend the best I can and hopefully win, you know? Absolutely. That's what we're here for. I mean, I want to touch a little bit on track. You ran 152 over the outdoor season. You went 353 in the 1500, which are great, great times. You went a state title in 3,200 meters. Um, are you a mid distance guy at heart? You feel like you, you feel like you are a mid distance guy, eight mile or come, come long-term, you know, your career down the line. Do you think you're more of a 5k, 10k guy? I, I don't know because I, I have great marks in the 5K and running distance, but I just feel like I have like I've had more of a an urge in like running the mid distance races. Like I find more love and joy into them. So I feel like I'd be more of a mid distance runner, but I mean the times can tell. So so then based on what you just told us there, would you then say that you're more of a track guy in terms of, you know, do you like track more or do you like cross country more? Oh, I, I hate this question. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like track, the times are so satisfying and the, and the places and the things you can do in track are so much fun, but cross country, like the spirit in it and just the like courses and the love for it is, I don't know. That's one of the hardest questions I've had. I can never, I can never answer that one. So it's a coin know. toss. It just, just depends running. on what you're feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. But at this very moment, how are you feeling? <laughs> cross country or track? Probably cross country right now. Cross country is the awesome. focus. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that. I kind of want to piggyback on your your thoughts on, I, I know you just mentioned like you're going after this cross country state title you're a senior, and I feel like every time we talk to seniors, I feel like there's always some type of list that you guys kind of want to achieve before you move on to that next chapter in your career. What are some of those things that you have on that to-do list that you want to achieve? Maybe not necessarily cross-country, but kind of just looking into the outdoor season as well. What do you want to achieve before you graduate? Um, I mean, definitely state titles. In track, I, I want to do the three-peat, win the eight-mile, the two-mile. That'd be, that's the main goal of mine for track, but definitely just consistency. Like I want to, I want to be a consistent runner that someone can rely on and that I'll always like, every time I step on the line, I'll, I'll show my best and give my best. And, um, yeah, probably just consistency. Like I just want to be consistent runner and never, you know, and get some big wins throughout it. So, yeah. Casey, can you tell us a little bit about your, your heritage? Cause you know, your your name is probably the greatest name I think right now in cross country. Tayson Echohawk. It sounds like a superhero. Um, but you were telling us before before we started this that you, you're you're na- native. So can you talk to me? Talk to us a little bit about your background and sort of how that shapes you. Yeah. So our our tribe 
so our Native American tribe is the Pawnee Nation from Oklahoma. And we were always known as the tribe that would kind of kill, like, be very aggressive towards other tribes. So I feel like, especially in my family, we are very competitive when it comes to anything. So I feel like that definitely is some of my running power, I guess you could say, is the competitiveness comes from that background. But my dad always sends me texts or like, he says that no one else has the Pawnee blood like you do. So it's always like our little extra thing, you know, like our mindset is different. Our bodies are different. So it's kind of just like a motivation and like stuff like that. Like it's just a power we have, I guess. Absolutely. But yeah, it's, it's a cool thing in our family and we definitely love it and cherish it. So and you're doing big things for for your school, your your family, your name. I mean, you're you're definitely doing big things. Um, Tayson, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today, and we want to wish you the best of luck going forward. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All righty, Tayson Echohawk of Orem High School. Uh, we're gonna definitely look out for what he has to offer for the remaining uh, 2022 season. He's already off to a great start. Uh, let's move forward to this weekend. Our favorite moments from the weekend, we had plenty of them. Um, Let's get into it. Olivia, what was your favorite moment from the weekend? Corey, as you just mentioned, there were plenty of great performances over this weekend. So I have mine kind of sprinkled throughout the show. But to kind of kick things off, um, I think we have to give credit to Abby Nekinicki. She has just been doing so many amazing, great things. She was someone that has caught her eye over the last couple of years. She grabbed a victory at the St. Olaf High School Showcase this weekend. Just kind of thinking about where she was versus where she what where she is now. Last year, she clocked in 1809 on this course, and this was her only race of the season. She's been battling with an injury. So this weekend, she actually clocked a 1708 for 5K, and that actually equaled a 152 speed rating. So she won this title over a minute. I know we've been talking about her kind of kicking off this cross-country season as an athlete to look out for, and I really think she's living up to that as well. Just knowing that she just had a really bumpy season last year, coming off an injury, she's healthy now, and she's giving out some really great performances already kick off this season. So Abby Nekinicki is one of the athletes that really caught my attention from this weekend. Absolutely. Ashley, what about yourself? Well, let me first off say, I don't know what y'all were doing this Labor Day weekend, but I was just like sitting there on Twitter, like monitoring all these results because there's just so many highlights that I feel like happened just everywhere from you had Texas, Memphis, Twilight. You had so many big meets and so many big performances as well. However, I want to, you know, play to my North Carolina roots and give a shout out to my man, Rocky Hansen in North Carolina. He goes to Christ School. He had quite the season opener for 5k on cross country he ran a huge pr 1457 at the eye opener in spartanburg south carolina that was a course record and it made for a 191 speed rating i mean i think there were a lot of people going into this season kind of curious to see you know after he had you know an outdoor season where he ran four flat for the 1600 and 846 for the 32 you know what was he actually going to do for cross country and i think in his season opener he kind of maybe silence some of the doubters that weren't sure what he would do. And I think that's, that was pretty impressive. I feel like Ashley's going to be our resident North Carolina Homer. I am. Yes. Or, <laughs> I'm going to find ways to mention North Carolina athletes any way I can. No, so. but you're, you're totally on the mark here. I mean, you know, Rock, Rocky 
Simeon Birnbaum, Connor Burns, these guys are the ones that sort of broke out in 2022 20, outdoor, and they fe- I, they feel like names that like are just like waiting to like break out and cross. Is that you kind of sense that both of you agree? Like those three guys, there's probably some girls in that list yeah. too. But are these guys just sort of like waiting to reiterate why they were so good over the outdoor season? Definitely for sure, especially you know for those guys, they know they had really strong track seasons, and so. They're probably, at least if I were in that position, I'd be just kind of itching to get there on the course and be like, all right, let's get that PR. You know, let's let's have people realize that, you know, we can take that talent from the track to the course as well. So totally agree there. Yeah. Olivia, you want anything to add there? Actually, pretty much hit it on the mark as well. Like, I feel like I would be itching to get out there, just kind of silencing the haters. I guess you can say like, hey, what I did during the outdoor season wasn't a fluke, like, we're still carrying that same energy, that same momentum into the 2022 cross-country season. So, yeah, you guys hit it right on the mark. I forget uh, where I read this before, but I did read something about the, um, you know, athletes, their mentality, I guess. You know, sometimes you might not have a hater, but you just want to believe there is a hater out there. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of successful athletes, like, often say, like, I did it out there for the haters and and really, like, if you're that good, sometimes there really isn't any doubt. But you have to have that mentality to keep pushing you along because you have to have something that challenges you or butts up against it. So I, I, it's 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 not surprising that if if they would have that kind of mindset. But all right, I'm gonna go to my favorite moment of uh, the feast, the feast Invitational <laughs> in Texas, uh, pre Labor Day uh, Hall in San Antonio it was a gr- really fast course um, that featured some big school. Kids, some private school kids, some small school kids. Uh, David Mora is one of the you know the top guys in Texas to watch. He ended up winning the race, but Marcella Parra uh, really performed well. Hudson Bennett showed himself well. Um, Mora Lubbock Monterey, I think we talked about him uh, last week. I mean, he's second straight win, fourteen fifty one for five k, top returner in five a, and he's looking to really. I, th- I think solidify himself as one of the best in Texas. Uh, Marcella Parra, though, I think is another guy that I think deserves a lot of mention here. I mean, he, he runs in the taps section with his brother, Franco. Those guys don't often get, you know, elite competition very often, but 1454 for Marcelo Parra uh, is an awesome performance. He was 91st at the East Bay South Regional last year. I think he has a chance, along with his brother, to really possibly get that qualifier this year. Uh, and then Hudson Bennett, a 4A guy last year. He was fifth at the state championships. Him and Angel Sanchez are really, really having a great start to their season. So um, I thought the feast was a good indicator there. All right. Speaking of Texas, uh, let's go to Texas. Uh, obviously, over the last couple of weeks, the state has really, you know, blown off to to a very fast start. Big highlights from athletes and uh, invitationals have been very good so far. So, um, Ashley, I'll start with you first. What have you seen from Texas thus far? Well, Corey, I think you already mentioned it as one of your favorite moments, but I think it's worth noting that we are already seeing so many big performances from these Texas athletes, especially this past weekend. And I mean, when you look at it too, you say you had the Marcus Coach T Invitational Feast, like you said, and you had great conditions, fast courses, cooler weather in the mornings as well. And I think that really showed, and we saw a whole bunch of guys who have never broken 15 minutes before in their high school careers. Now they've opened their seasons with 50, you know, sub-15 performances, and also you know, they're continuing on that momentum. So you had 
you know, the Marcus Coach T invite, you had Angel Sanchez of Fort Worth Diamond Hill. He ran 1458.9 for the win. That was a 187 speed rating. And that followed up his 1455 PR from the South Lake Carroll invite just a couple weeks ago. And before this season, he had never broken 15 minutes before. And so I think, you know, that shows that he has really developed as, you know, one of those top athletes in Texas. And like you mentioned, too, you had David Mora, Marcelo Parra, and these are all guys. If you have all these guys running these fast times such, you know, early on in the season, I think that that shows that these Texas athletes are very, very fit and they're ready to go out there and run fast. For sure. Olivia, what do you have on that end too? Yeah, I'm kind of diving deeper into the girls' side, and I think for a lot of us, our eyes kind of shifted a little bit more to Isabel Conde de Frankenberg of Cedar Park. We've been talking about her. She, I feel, honestly, you guys, deep into my soul, I feel like this girl is going to be the next rising star from Texas. We've been talking about the feast. I'm heading over to the feast. And so she ran a 1656 for a 144 speed rating on that course. This is the fastest time in the nation as of right now for 5K coming from this young lady here. And this was her first time, as Ashley has mentioned, a couple guys dipping under that 15-minute mark. This is uh, her first time dipping under 17 minutes for 5K in her career. So Isabel Conde de Frankenberg definitely has my eyes on her just looking forward into this cross-country season. But also from Prosper, we have Shuey Johnson. We've seen her really stand out last year, just putting herself out there. She tends to be one of those front runners that like likes to kick it out from the start, kind of hold on. And she's just been doing really well. So she ran at the Marcus Coach T Invitational, had a 145 speed rating after she ran a 1708 for 5K. And this is the fifth fastest time this year. I know we're going to be talking about Flower Mound in just a little bit, but Flower Mound had a solid performance there to win the team title there with an average of 1802. Uh, we've been having Samantha and Nicole Humphreys writing their their blogs for us, and I think it's starting to, to pay off. We can see their training. They finished third and fourth there for those top place finishes at this meet. So, Everything is bigger in Texas, and right now the Texas athletes are really getting after it this year. Olivia, I just wanted to say I, I called Isabel first. I said it. You did. I said it. You did say <laughs> it. it. I'll Isabel. give it to you. <laughs> I, do, I do think, I mean, this is one thing with speed ratings. I think we'd have to sort of be, you know, look at them as is, as, as a really objective ranking of, of a time. But 144 for 16.56 seems a little, you know, low for the effort. Um you know, one second is three points uh, for, for a speed rating. So essentially, they're saying, you know, a 150 would have been 18 seconds faster for Isabel Conan de Frankenberg. So I don't always think that they're like the end all or the be all end all um, because I, I agree with you. I think Isabel's performance there was just top notch. I mean, to go under 17 minutes this early in the season, um, mm-hmm. you know, the thing I, I want to comment here with Texas too is. Um, so 15 boys have broken 15 minutes for 5K in the nation. Seven of them are from Texas already. Two girls have broken 17. One of them is from Texas. That's Isabel. I mean, I think people look at Texas and they often think that it's just fast track-like courses, dry dirt packs. So you, you're just rolling on courses. But what people don't always understand is that Texas is one of the hottest climates in cross country <laughs> to just train on a daily basis in the state is extremely hard. And you have to think about in the July and August months is when they're putting in the bulk of their work. 
athletes in the Northeast and Northwest, they don't experience that. So there's a much different, I think, understanding of just how, how these, these athletes get there and how important it is for them to really train differently. Um, but I think that's one of the, the hallmarks of a Texas athlete and, and why I think I'm impressed as much about them and what they're doing right now is because they, they, they went through sort of the hardest months and they got through it, and now they're crushing it. So um, Texas athletes will continue to, to excel. I mean, one of them is Kevin Sanchez. I mean, he is clearly, I, I think, one of the best runners in the country. Um, he started off his year at the Friday Night Lights, and I think he has a chance to potentially win a national title if all goes well. Um, but I, I wanted to ask both of you, who are your top three boys Texas athletes right now because I don't think it's like there there can be a little bit of subjectivity to this because I I think Kevin's up there but who's the next ones for you guys? Have you oh, thought man. about this at all? I mean I definitely think That's you're hard. right with with Kevin there. Also I think mm-hmm. okay fun fact I really thought I saw Kevin Sanchez on my run this morning when <laughs> probably, I was running around. You probably did. You I was, probably I was, did. You know plotting away and I was like I looked over and I saw someone looked eerily similar to him so if you were out there this morning just know that you passed ashley titians from mile split um so anyways kevin i think especially after he opened up with two back-to-back sub 15 minute 5k performances you got angel sanchez up there as well david moore i think looks really strong those would probably be my top three right now but i feel like that could definitely shuffle as we you know the, the season goes on yeah, I think it's really tough right now because it's still pretty early. I know we're like, it's that, you know, beginning of September and pretty soon we're going to be thinking about states in a moment. But definitely I have Kevin, Kevin Sanchez, I'm going to have as one of my picks. Mora's also on there. See, that's the third one. It's just like, I don't know who would take that spot right now. I still think it's too, too early. But Corey, I'm curious on your decision. Who are your top three? guys right now from texas I, I, i'm also going mora because he seems like he's like laser focused and mm-hmm. he's top guy in five kevin's top in 6a mora's top in 5a and i i really think marcelo uh para taps kid doesn't really get a lot of the shine because he's competing in those smaller races his brother's there i think marcelo para with that 1456 really really you know proved that he is among the top texas distance runners this year on hell, obviously Sanchez like really has started off with with you know a very good, I guess early indicator of what he can do. Um, but I mean we we don't re- like I think these guys still need to prove themselves in a lot of ways. Like Kevin has, mm-hmm. is a national qualifier, but everyone down on from Kevin really hasn't had that experience yet. So I think I think it's really up to them to really set that standard going forward. But it is a really interesting conversation uh, overall. Maybe we'll get to it in, in the next couple of weeks here. But um, we're going to move on. Um, more of a broad question. Who has the most to prove this cross-country season and why? We're still pretty early in the campaign. But what, what, who has the most to prove and why? And, and Olivia, I want to go to you first. I feel like I have a very interesting pick and I know we were just talking about athletes that really just stood out during the outdoor season and maybe feel like they have to prove something going into that cross country season. I don't know if this is for Tatum David, but that is my pick. The reason why I have Tatum down is we haven't seen her run cross country since 2020. She was at IMG Academy, had really great performances there. Her family moved back to Illinois, which is where she's from. And so now she's, you know, readjusting to, I don't know if it's a new school for her. She's at Olney now, but 
just imagine all the change she had to go through, changing in coaches, changing in terrain. You know, Florida, one of those warmer climate you know, states going up to Illinois, but she won the Illinois cross country state title back in 2019. In that same year, that's when she finished 10th at the Foot Locker National. So just think about Tatum, just looking at the last couple months during this outdoor season, she had really great performances in the 1600 meters and the 32. And in the 32, she was us number seven in this event. She won the Hoka festival of miles a little bit later during the season. We know she's back. <laughs> we know she's back looking at her performances during the outdoor, outdoor season, but what does cross country look like for Tatum? So that's why I have Tatum as the athlete that I feel like maybe in herself has something to prove. She's going into her senior year. So she's like, Hey, I haven't run since 2020 on the cross country course. I don't know where she fits against other athletes nationally. So I feel like there's a lot of questions with Tatum David, but we know she is a really great performer, especially when it comes to the track. So Tatum David's my pick. And she opened up the season at, at 10 on the mile split preseason top 25, correct? Yes, she did. All yes, right. she did. She's there. All right. Ashley, I'll go to you. So I kind of dove in onto the boys' side, and one that really stood out to me was Sage Wild. He's out at Liberty North in Missouri. So he was third last year at the Missouri 5A state meet, which just happens to be the same classification as the state 5K record holder Andrew Hauser of Rockbridge. And Andrew Hauser is ranked currently in our top 25 for the Miles Split 50 rankings. But over, day, over Labor Day weekend, Wild ran 14.54 in his season opener, which puts him at U.S. number five already, you know, just weeks into the season. Um, you know, that also is the top time currently right now in Missouri. He was 33rd last year at running lane. He has a PR of 14.42, and so, you know, he's just a junior, too, and so I think this could be the year that you see him really try to challenge, you know, the you know the Andrew Hausers and stuff like that, and so I think he's one that, you know, will continue on, hopefully, with the success that he's already had in the, you know, his opening meet, and I think he has something to prove. What about on the girls' side? You have uh, a pick out of Texas, right? That's right. That's right. I want to talk briefly too. I know we already mentioned them earlier. I think I think the Humphrey sisters out in Flower Mound have something to prove because, you know, obviously Flower Mound loses Natalie Cook, yet they still are going to be one of those teams that's going to be competing for, you know, those national titles and on the national stage. And so just this past weekend, like we mentioned at Marcus Coach the Invitational, they ran two big PRs in the 5K. Uh, Samantha ran 1720, Nicole 1730. So I think in order to kind of step up to the plate to help continue the success for Flower Mound, they have something to prove, but I think they're already starting to prove that. Good picks there. I like him a lot. Sage Wild, it'll be interesting. He's in the same class as Andrew yes, Hauser? Yes, same class. And I think that'll be quite the showdown, especially at the state meet. So For sure. Mm -hmm. And I think Connor yeah. Burns is class three, I think. Yeah. All right, so they're different yeah. classes. Okay. Um, all right, I have some categories for uh, this <laughs> section here. Who has the most approved? And want to get your thoughts on this. Category one, not on the national ranking, guys. So I have Caden Levings on this list, Liam Henninger on this list, Patrick Kuhn, David Mora, Luke Athey. Caden um, won. Caden is one, though, I think I want to stick on real quickly because um, – Last year during cross country, he was on the national rankings, I think, for a good portion after opening up with, like, incredible results. And I think he did a lot last year to prove that he was in 
the mix there. Um, he's going to run at Liberty Bell. I think he's the guy who sort of has the name. Like, you know, he, it's on the chalkboard. Miles split is hating on me, and he's probably has, like, the little <laughs> bullet there. What do you think of Cade Levings? Kind of not on the national ranking, but he's sort of, like, most approved at this point. What do you think? Well, like you said earlier, you know, all those racers, sometimes you have to – there may not be a hater or a doubter there, but you got to think it in your mind. So maybe, you know, that'll – Give him some motivation, you know, mile split. Got to prove him wrong. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> On the girls' side, too, I, I had the, the Humphreys. I think they'll they'll get their chances, but Neck and Nikki, I think, as well. Uh, Allie Love, mm-hmm. Keegan Edwards. Um, Neck and Nikki, you know, as you said earlier, Olivia coming back from only one race last year, I believe. After, one yeah, race. One race. Yep, so one race. She can do a lot this year, I think, and especially for her team, too. All right, the next category. Next up, guys. Next, next, next up. So Jimmy Wishchusen of Union Catholic, I think, you know, fits in this category. Daniel Simmons of American Fork coming over from Idaho. Um, you know, just basically guys who have a lot of expectation on them, right? Being a Union Catholic yeah. guy, you know, Shane Brosnan graduates. Now you're the next guy up and you're expected to sort of be the number one. Hard on, on I think, any athlete, but that really might impact him. Same with Daniel Simmons. New school kind of expected to do well, lead them, that that can be hard. And then my third category here is track studs. Track studs who just want to just prove it. We said it earlier, Simeon and Connor Burns. Connor Burns, I think, Burnsy, as, as we all know, uh, really has a fire underneath him. Uh, he won a state title last year, so, so did Simeon. But I think Connor probably wants to show that he's at that next level this year as a senior. He's trying to make that that next leap like Gary Martin did last year, like Colin Salmon did, really wants to prove himself. And I think, you know, that National Player of the Year award, probably up for grabs for a lot of people. So um, I'll be interested to see what those guys did. All right. Do you like the categories? Were you a fan of that? I'm a fan of the categories. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I, I like this track studs. Category you have got, okay. got going on over here with Connor Burns and Simon Birnbaum because I think that's interesting. You know, like they've done great things, you know, over the course of their their seasons in high school. It's going to be interesting to see what they do this year. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into three highlights from the weekend and this is basically basically top three moments kind of thing. And let's start with the first one. Here we have a clip from the Cheyenne Mountain Stampede where two guys absolutely go sprint to the line a dead sprint and it's <laughs> dominicus Remicus of summit and will brunner of battle mountain let's take a look here i saw this and i was like that's what you do to the finish all the way through the finish line you know i feel like there's just this misconception a lot of times with cross country that you're just it's really boring and you're out running in the woods and the grass and then you just kind of like saunter, S- saunter through the finish you know the but finish line. i mean they are battling like that's what cross country is you know it's not yeah. just you know you're frolicking in the grass you know it's it's real it's legit and that that was that was right there frolicking i like that term um <laughs> All right, let's go to the second clip here of the Memphis Twilight Invitational uh, under the lights. Fun meet here. But what I think I wasn't really expecting was the the depth and volume of this boys race as we take a look. There's quite a number of guys going at it. I 
I mean, this is a big field for an early season yeah. meet. What, what are your thoughts yeah, here? Yeah, huge. But that's <laughs> honestly, I feel like those meets are the best cross-country races because, you know, you're elbowing people, you're pushing each other. Like, that's exciting. And, hey, you're running under the lights. I mean, as a cross-country runner, those are the type of meets that you circle on your calendar and you're like, yes, I'm looking forward to that meet. Yeah, I think... Shout out to the camera guy who did not get trampled over <laughs> either for this because I definitely <laughs> probably would have been the person where the camera just goes crazy. <laughs> Yeah, Ben put this up on Tennessee Tennessee Milesplit's Instagram, I believe, and he, he he captioned it something like, you know, what happens what happens in World War Z like a zombie movie? And it's like this. Um it's <laughs> kind of funny. All right, third clip. We're going over to the Marcus T invitational, and really this is a fast race, uh really good one out of Texas. And you got amazing sort of images here with the the morning dew, the sun kind of peeking up from the sky early in, in on that Saturday. Makes me want to go out there and race, you know? The adrenaline's pumping. I don't think you can see or feel the humidity, though, and I can I can yeah. just, like, I can feel <laughs> the, like, sweat, you know, being in Texas. You can feel the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, not evaporating off your body or anything. It's just there. No. And here we got NL Sanchez just giving the number one right there. That's solid. That is very solid. All right. Uh, anything else we want to add from this before we move on? Some hyper XC. That's what I'm feeling. Yep. <laughs> hyper XC. Let's go. Yes. All right. Um, big weekend coming up. Uh, you know, coming up on Saturday, and and Liberty Bell is among the meets that we're really focused on in, in Colorado. Always one of the the fastest meets in the country in in September. So. Olivia, I want to go to you first. What are you seeing at Liberty Bell and how will it impact the rest of the season? Well, I must be honest. Once I saw Liberty Bell on the calendar for this weekend, I was so excited. I just remember all the great performances that we have seen from this meet over the last, the history that this meet has. And I must say, just kind of diving deeper into the girls' side, the girls' race is completely loaded, like bold, italicized, underline, loaded. I want to narrow the focus right now on Air Academy. And the reason being is they had a great performance at the Cheyenne Mountain Stampede, which we just saw some clips there, and they won with an average of 1849. What was most impressive, I was kind of curious about how Air Academy was going to do this season. I know Bethany Mahalik is someone that we have on the mouse split preseason ranking coming in at spot number 16. But we also have a sophomore that has been paving the way for this team right now. Her name is Tessa Walter, and she led the team to the team title. She finished with a 1750 4 5K with a 141 speed rating, and Bethany Mahalik right there for third with an 1807 135 speed rating. Corey, I know you're going to dive a little bit deeper into the girls' race, too. I just think the team's is it's big. It's going to be a well, great you, team race across the think, board here. Do you think Air Academy – has a chance to win the meet over our so obviously Arapahoe full strength Valor Christian full strength are you saying yeah. Air Academy's sort of in contention or do you just think they're like top three potentially positioning themselves how I see Air Academy going into this weekend, definitely top three. I definitely am leaning more toward Arapahoe kind of taking this team title. They have a lot of strength and a lot of depth with that team. But I'm impressed with how Air Academy is looking already at the beginning of this year. I feel like they're just going to continue to improve over the season. But definitely Air Academy top three for me. Yeah, I, I I think it's it's possible. I think the other team to watch out for on the girls' side is Mountain Vista. I think they're mm-hmm. sort of on the periphery right now uh, there. But, I mean, Arapahoe and Valor Christian, I, you know, is, is 
like the prime time sort of matchup at this meet. You know, Valor has in Brooke Wilson and, and Keegan Edwards, obviously sub seventeen girls. Do they have the depth? Arapahoe ran earlier with some of their squad, um, but now they have Emily Lamentang and Ava Escorcia. Like they're going to sort of have that strength to see just what they can do. I did ask mm-hmm. Bobby, tell me a little bit about Liberty Bell because we've talked about it in the past. It's a, overall a net drop. Uh, it's a mix of asphalt and crushed gravel, and and it has a little bit of a hill at the very end, a 150 meter hill. Um, so it's not like it's not the easiest course. It's not like the dead easiest course, but it's obviously it runs fast too. So um, I think we're going to get potentially some of the fastest times in, of the season here. Ashley, is there mm-hmm. anything you want to add about that, either individually or, or team? Yeah, so I agree on all points there for the girls' teams. I would also mention Cherry Creek will be there as well, and they're also, you know, one of those top teams in Colorado. Looking at the boys, though, I think it's worth noting that the Mountain Vista squad will be having their season opener there. They're led by top returner Tyler Downs, who ran 1459 at Running Lane last year. They're the defending 5A state champs, so I'll be curious to see – you know, just how fast they will go in their opening race and how that squad's going to come together. And then, like you mentioned earlier, Caden Levings, one of our men who has something to prove of Cheyenne Mountain, he's going to be running there. He ran 1441 for 29th last year at Running Lane. And so I think on the guy's side, those are going to be some of the top, you know, things I'll be looking for this weekend. Olivia, on the guy's side, to comment on that as well. Ashley's been hitting it right on the nail for me. She's taking the words right out of my mouth. I'm excited to see what Mountain Vista does. It's going to be a good one. Okay. I, I think um, Valor Christian, I want to see how they compete because Ty Garrett, going back to Indiana, they were going to have four yeah. returners back. Now they have three. Drew Costello is their one. Valor is a team that has a strong cross-country history, so how do they break in some of those new guys? I think I think Mountain Vista. I agree with you on the on the guy side, probably the strongest. But I think Valor Christian has the potential here to possibly steal it. And then Shine uh, Mountain too. I mean, I have to reiterate Caden Levings. I mean, won this race <laughs> last year. I think fourteen forty one. This guy is, is legitimately like one of the best in Colorado. And I and I actually think it might be their team is is a little deceiving. I mean, they didn't. They're not returning hardly anyone but Caden. But if you look at the entries, Cheyenne Mountains really, they, they got a lot of guys in the top 30 and then at least three. And then, you know, what, what can their four and their five do? I have asked Caden, how's your team look? And he's like, you know, we're really, we're, we're trying to prove people that we're, we're better than you probably think. So I don't know where Cheyenne Mountain falls in this situation with, in terms of competing against Mountain Vista and Valor Christian, but I think they could surprise some people. And I think Caden's going for the win here. That's for sure. All right. Our national meet of the week is Pentrack XC13, PTXC13, presented by Brooks. Uh, this is a meet that was founded by co- possibly co-founder Don Rich and Gail Rich. Uh, they have it every season. It's amazing. It's at my uh, alma mater, Kutztown University. So I got a <laughs> shout out there. It's on the farm course. It's rural America, really. Kutztown is rural America. It's out there uh, basically on a farm. Uh, sandwiched in between Allentown and Reading. It's about an hour from Philadelphia, so you get some of those Philadelphia schools coming up. But this year, Severna Park back from Maryland, and we also got St. Anthony's from New York on the guy side going to compete. So it's going to be a good meet. Um, Let's go to Ashley first. Who are some standouts that you think will have an impact here? 
Yeah, so I, you know, when I was looking through the entries on the guy's side, the one that really stood out to me was Brian DeCola of Hatboro Horsham in Pennsylvania. And he is really on the up and up following a really, really big breakout outdoor season. He ran 411 for the full mile and 902 in the 32 during outdoor. He has a 1526 5K PR from the Paul Short run in 2021. So, and this will be a season opener. And so I think this, I think he'll be one that, could potentially have that breakout moment, you know, on this big stage. Okay. Yeah. His sister Jillian on the girl side too, one of the top, you know, entrants here. So maybe a Decola one two, possibly. That I would don't, be fun. That'd I be a know. fun storyline. I don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ashley, you you have a girls athlete you think is gonna really have a stand up performance here? You know, I know I don't want to steal Olivia's thunder. I think she's going to talk about <laughs> Ashley Landis a little bit from Penridge, but I think she was one on the entries that I really penned as someone that would be interesting. So, Olivia, you want to talk more yeah. about, about Ashley? My Yes. I, I, I know the, the namesake. Before I dive into Ashley Landis, Corey, I'm actually quite disappointed because I thought you were going to wear your Kutztown sweatshirt today, mm. knowing that this meet was going to be at home. Mm-hmm. I literally thought that was the, I wore the outfit my, for today. I wore a Kutztown cross-country shirt this weekend somewhere. So I did I did rock okay, it this weekend. Counts. I did rock it this weekend. Is there documentation of this? No, chance? there is not, no. So I don't know if it actually happened or not, but it's okay. <laughs> But anywho, yes, I was really excited when we saw this meet on the calendar as well. I thought of Corey immediately. Um, But Ashley Landis, as our other Ashley talked about from Penridge, she is from Pennsylvania. What is really exciting about this athlete in particular is just, I know every single course is completely different, but she has your 11th fastest time right now for 5K from the state of Pennsylvania. And this sophomore actually opened up last weekend at the Northampton Cross Country Invitational where she ran in 1851. She finished seventh overall here. Just looking at what she ran at this meet last year, at this very meet, she ran 20.55. So already she's showing so much improvement. And her fastest time last year was in 1924. So already this sophomore has been taking huge strides on the cross-country course. We've seen a lot of improvement. And, you know, I think she can kind of, you know, go for this title here. Just throwing that one out there. So Ashley Landis has my eyes set for this meet this upcoming weekend. But, Corey, what about for you? Yeah. Hemorrhage is a great program, by the way. It, traditionally one of the better ones in Pennsylvania. Can we show a picture of the farm course? I don't know if we did that already, but if not, I just want to you know, show just how beautiful this is. Look at that. It's lovely. Like the, the water tower, a little bit of the fall colors like on the course. Typically, the um, you know the there's like stalks right there. I, they're they're definitely cutting that picture, but um, you know you, usually you're running along like the the corn stalks, and it's it's fun. It's pretty. It's pretty. I lo- I'll just say that. It's very pretty. All right. So on the boys' side, I think um, Severna Park has been one of Maryland's best teams for a long time. Um, they've they've you know, wanted to, to sort of compete at that regional level outside of Maryland and get to the national stage, too. I think that's still a goal this year. So, you know, this is a good indicator race, indication race of, of how they're going to set themselves up for future performances just outside of Maryland. They'll go up against St. Anthony's boys. Led by Tim Deary, the head coach. Um, he he's Matthew Payamps is a is a graduate of St. Anthony's, so they have a, a pretty good track and field and cross history there as well. So um, they're kind of seeing where they're at this stage of the season. You got Maryland versus New York, and then on the PA front, I think Cumberland Valley has a pretty good contingent headed to PTXC. Uh, they're led by Jordan Tidy, who's gone under 16 minutes already this season. So um, 
you know, we could see Pennsylvania clearly is going to have some teams that could factor into the state championship race. But um, I, I want to see how Severna Park competes as a team and, and see how they stack up maybe nationally, too. So um, all good things to watch out for. PTXC coverage is going to be on milesplit.com, uh, video interviews and, and much more. So stay tuned for that. All right. We are done with the show this week. But usually, like when we end the show, we talk about things we did, maybe movies we watched, maybe <laughs> things we're going to be up to this week. So what do we got, Olivia? What's on the schedule this this week? Well, you already know The Bachelorette. It's going to be so dramatic. I have to watch the episode that came out on Monday. It's on Hulu. That's where I get all my my shows. I did watch the new Bite, the Buzz Lightyear movie. That was actually really, oh. it was a really cute movie. Interesting. Really interesting. Okay. Really cute movie. So that's what I did this weekend. Very cool. Those were the t- <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Uh, what was your rating out of five? <laughs> out of five for that? Out of five, I'd give it a four. Okay. Four that's out of five. Solid. It was really, eh, it got a little weird, but... <laughs> Just wasn't expecting that movie. It was just interesting. There was a dog, and then like Buzz saw his future self, met his future self. He didn't like his future self. They battled it out. So, boom. There we go. (laughs) Hey, quick movie (laughs) movie review from Olivia. Uh, Ashley, really quick. Licorice Pizza, what is your review out of five? Uh, I'd give that like a three. I don't know. It was a little too too strange for me. I don't know. Maybe I'm not a movie connoisseur. You're a harsh critic. I'll say that. I'm not a film Dude, I don't know. It was just, just go watch it. If you really want to know what I'm talking about, just go watch it. I saw a movie called Breaking in theaters. It is basically sort of the new age, um, oh gosh, dog day afternoon. I'll give it a four and a half out of five. Really recommend it. Great movie. All right, those are our movie recommendations along with our cross-country coverage. We will be back next week on the line. Thank you for watching. See you.